Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a small fire at the Disneyland Hotel prompts an evacuation. Another citizen of Main Street is given a pink slip. And Disney is running into some union trouble over who qualifies as a dancer. We'll tell you more about that. Also, a little later on, we'll go over to Oliver Green, who is in Epcot, ahead of this year's Food and Wine Festival. And we'll tell you what we're looking forward to in this year's Food and Wine Festival, because I didn't <laughs> say that right. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 908, for the week of September 13th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. The one and only Mr. Steve Porter back Hello. with us. Ms. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. Back in the production nook, our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Well, hello. As well as our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Well, it is great to be here and very, very wonderful to have Mr. Steve Porter back with us. Yeah, it feels right. Feels good. Feels good. <laughs> feels good. Very, very Matthew McConaughey, which you just did. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. All, all right, right, all right, all right. Um, if he does so, it again, I'm leaving. I just want to be So, yeah, Steve is, uh, you know, as I've been mentioning over the course of the last month, Steve is back with us now full time. He's here. I'm not letting him go again. <laughs> Ever again. He's not allowed to leave. He is actually chained <laughs> to the table. So he's just kind of lives in here now. But uh, we had a. We had a good week. We uh, off the crumbs of the food I've dropped on the floor. Yeah, really. <laughs> Basically, here was the creepy level. We're up here. <laughs> um, we had a we had a very busy week last week. Uh, those of you following the daily fix know we were not in the studio most of the week last week because it was our Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent Education Program that we do once a year. We bring a lot of the Dreams agents into Orlando, and we do. An agent education program, and we were at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and then off to a three-night cruise on the Disney Dream. And while we're going to talk about that in another on a Dream show, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, I just want to say, you know, it's been about a year and a half, I think, since I've been on a Disney cruise, and wow, they got it right. They got it right. It was such, even though it was a three-nighter. I got to tell you, I just incredible from start to finish. We were surprised at how much we enjoyed it, and we actually have talked about another cruise on a Disney cruise. I'm I'm sitting here. That's how good it was. I'm actually ever you know even while I was on the ship, I'm looking at dates over the next few months. When can I do a long weekend and go back on another three night cruise? I've dismissed. I think the only time I did a three night cruise on Disney was the first one we ever did, probably, and. After that, it was like, oh, it's too short, it's too short, I want to do sevens. But this was perfect. This was great, just kind of hopping on. And, and I think once you become adept at cruising, 
it's a little easier to enjoy a three-night cruise because you kind of know what to expect. I think when you're thrown into one at the beginning, it's kind of like mustard drill, dinner, pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once you've become good at cruising or at least educated in how it works, you can spread your time out a little better and just make your decisions that way. I remember the first one I did, I thought – it was just this whirlwind, and I thought, I, I don't even know why I took clothes out of a suitcase. I could have just unzipped the top part and ripped them out. But this was this was a great weekend. It was a great, great weekend. And I don't know what my expectations were. They certainly weren't bad. Um, but, you know, we've talked a lot about, because I think we've had a lot of experience on Royal Caribbean. Wonderful product, wonderful cruise line. And we talk a lot about the difference in price between Royal Caribbean and, and Disney Cruise Line. This weekend, I really saw where that difference is, um, just in the, just the quality of the service, the rooms, the food. Everything was fantastic. And, I mean, there were certain things here and there. There were certain meals that could have been better. And, but overall, I'll tell you, I was blown away, blown away uh, by it. And I'm surprised by how blown away I was. So we will talk about that in an upcoming Dreams Unlimited Travel show. I don't want to give away the milk, but it was, it was awesome. I'm telling you, if you're thinking about a three or four night cruise on the dream, absolutely worth every penny. Absolutely worth every penny. And that ship is stunning. <clears throat> Gorgeous. You get on that ship and you forget how beautiful it is. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And the embarkation process. Oh my God. From the time I pulled up, parked my car to the time I was in my stateroom it was a half an hour. <laughs> it was a half an hour. It was insane. It was insane. Plus, getting there, I think, a little later helped. I got there. Yeah, that's a function of what Kevin was saying. Those of us who have cruised before, we know what we want, what we want to accomplish. So we get there a little bit later. We don't hang out in the terminal. We know we're going to get on the ship. Our room will be ready. While we had some car issues when we got off the ship, we had a dead battery. So we had to wait for AAA. We didn't actually get out of the parking lot until about 9.30. And we were off the ship at 7.30. So that's another story. But I was watching people pull up and drop their luggage off. And I thought, you're going to sit here till they let you on the ship, and then you're going to go in and wait someplace else. I, I can't, you know, you go a little bit later, and you walk on the ship, and your stateroom's ready, and there's no line to get in. So I think, again, that comes, as John says, that comes with yeah. being. It was, it was fantastic, just everything, everything. So enough of that. Um, in housekeeping, one of the things, um, I'm, I have an idea for a new show. I'm not going to say too much. But if you have stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, or if you have sailed on the Disney Dream in the last 18 months, we want to hear from you. Uh, Tell us your thoughts on either Animal Kingdom Lodge or the Disney Dream. You can send us an email, excuse me, podcast at disunplugged.com, or you can send us a voicemail by going to the disunplugged.com homepage, and then you'll see on the right-hand side, send us feedback and you're able to record right from your computer uh, and send us a, a voicemail or better yet, send us a vlog. Take your phone, record yourself telling us what you thought of your experience at either the Animal Kingdom Lodge or the Disney Dream and send that to us. You can email that to us at uh, podcast at disunplug.com. And uh, we're going to use that in an upcoming show that I'm planning to do. So um, I'm excited about this. So I want to hear your, you give me your review. Give me your review of Animal Kingdom Lodge. Give me your review of the Disney Dream. And uh, tell us what you thought, good and bad. So I wanted to get that out there. 
Uh, also want to mention our upcoming shows uh, this week, every Monday, disunplugged.com, the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast. And uh, what was this week's show, John? This was the second part of our multi-part series on Universal Studios Orlando. Uh, we did a, a uh, sort of mini reviews and talking about the different resorts at Universal and what's best for families and people with pets and that sort of thing, proximity to the park. So that was what this show was focused on. And then next week will be part three, which is about packages, booking packages at Universal Orlando Resort. Awesome. So multi-parts. So you can head over to disunplug.com and check that out or go to youtube.com slash Travel. And check out all the Dreams Unlimited Travel shows that are there. While we're talking about the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast, we did one on booking groups. And I was told twice on the Dream this past weekend that different cast members were told that they should watch that and learn how to do their jobs. (laughs) That's awesome. Or augment their training because we had covered everything that needed to be covered. Awesome. That was a compliment. Very much so. Very much so. Also, every Monday, DizUnplugged.com, the Disneyland edition of our show with host Tom Bell and his team. This week, Tony Spatel has some suggestions of restaurants in and around the Disneyland Resort that open at 6 a.m. or before. <laughs> so you can eat breakfast and still make it to Disneyland, ta- at Disneyland in time for the 7 a.m. early entry, or I guess just, you know, stay up drunk from the night before and, <laughs> and try to sober up. Try to sober up at breakfast. I had many of those nights. Um, every Thursday, DizUnplugged.com, the universal edition of the DizUnplugged with host Craig Williams, along with Rhino Clavin and Oliver Green. Craig, what is this week's show about? Oh, it's great. It's tentative. I think your mic is off. Oh, it is off. Oh, it will be a good show then. (laughs) Sorry, I was uh, making weird noises with my mouth and wanted to turn that off first. Um, This week's show is great. It's tentative based on uh, one event that might be happening tomorrow uh, if something works out, then we will be talking about... Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. Super vague. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the detail, Craig. That That yeah. is absolutely going to... People are going to throng to watch your show on Are the these app. the weird noises you're making with your mouth? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. No, it, it's all... Bit, that's how I information, yeah. Um, you know, if uh, we may or may not be talking about our opinion of the houses for the upcoming uh, Halloween Horror Nights... 26 so we might get to all go together tomorrow night I don't, i'm not sure yet so i don't know if that's going to happen or not but that's what i want to do obviously okay all have right. you ever heard an entire speech made up of disclaimers <laughs> <laughs> um i also wanted to mention oh this pop first I yeah forgot. we're not done yeah okay that's good Rude. every every friday ish mm-hmm Dizunplug.com, Mr. Rhino Clavin, and other people sometimes. Dizpop. Yes. Um, well, we're just continuing the Halloween trend in the coming weeks, as I said before. I'm not... Oh, it's tough, because I'm not 100% sold on... I, I want to do multiple videos, but one episode you're going to get for sure is we're going to be talking about the essential Halloween time viewings for us, and I want to hear back from what people think theirs are. And then um, in collaboration with the Universal um, Edition, we're going to be doing reviews of the films that the houses are based on for Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through and watch those. And I think we're. And when you talk about the houses for Halloween Horror Nights, what exactly, for those who may not have experienced it? Um, okay, so um, every year, um, Universal Hollywood, Universal Orlando selects, um, they do basically 
like haunted houses or they call them mazes almost so they you walk through and um they're either original properties that they make up storylines for or they'll be based on um some a, a lot of times it'll be the horror event of the year you know whatever that film was so last year and the year before it was insidious or it's been the walking dead for a while um and this year they've got a bunch of classic houses so there's one about the exorcist so you're basically going to be walking through a house or a maze all themed to that film and of course as you walk through these houses people and things jump out at you yeah they don't touch you but they get really close oh they'll get close where it feels like they're touching you but it yeah it's a it's really fun yeah it's it's a lot of fun especially um, when you go through uh, go through that experience with someone who is uh, a human shield um <laughs> you know uh, let's let's just say uh screams like a girl Thank you, Rhino. Uh, I think for October we should call him Pumpkin Spice Lottie. Oh, I am okay Lottie. with that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we'll be doing that, and then plenty of plenty of Halloween stuff coming up. So uh, I think it, it, the Forgotten Spice Girl, <laughs> Pumpkin Spice Lottie. Uh, I'm going to show people how to make the book from Hocus Pocus in the upcoming Ooh. weeks. By the way, so cool. make sure you're watching for that one. All right, all right. So anything else in housekeeping? I'll finish up on the show ones, um, at least uh, starting in October. I think I mentioned it last week, too. Connecting with Walt will be back. It'll be on a new iTunes feed, separate from the Disney World edition. Uh, We're in the submission phase on iTunes for the new feed. So as soon as the link's available, I'll post it out so that way you can start subscribing. So it'll be there come October. But uh, as soon as that's out, I will let everyone know, and we'll see you in October. Awesome. All right, anything else in housekeeping? My house is clean. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, uh, before we move on to news, uh, since we have Steve back and this is his first show and since April, yeah. it was the last show you run. So why don't you tell people what's, you know, what's happened in your life? Yeah, a little bit of an update. Um, so, as you know, I left here and I went moved to Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I lived there, uh, had my own apartment, and happy to say I got engaged to my then-fiancé, or... Oh wow! Then, oh, I was then like, what? It's girlfriend now, fiance. Um, taking a turn, and yeah, it was a great summer. Uh, but I'm glad to be back. Steve's summer of love. <laughs> Rocky Mountain High. I want that T-shirt. It's on little grease. But, yeah, it was good. It was a great summer. It was an amazing experience. Amazing experience. It was an amazing experience. That's the next shirt that Corey needs. We need to get up on the. It was an amazing experience. When we did, I, I think we talked about this in the show at one point when we recorded the. Uh, uh, what, we, what we love about the Disney resorts back in back in March, Steve was obviously a part of that. And <laughs> I, I, as I was going through the raw footage, <laughs> the number of times on camera he used the term <laughs> "amazing experience" just had me hysterical. So I mentioned that, and that's now like and stuck now I, to him. Now I feel like I say even more because <laughs> it's ingrained in my in my brain to just amazing experience. Amazing experience. That's You're our next soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> so, so well, it is. It is so wonderful to have you back, Steve. Uh, you were sorely missed, and I know I speak for all of us when I say we are really, really happy you've come home. Thanks. So, with that, we will throw it over to Johnny with the news as he rolls his eyes. (laughs) I think it's news-ish. It's news-ish. Next week, I want to be able to sort of work out my show ideas live on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll talk about that. Rhino and Craig both. I got them all backed up, you know? All backed up? Yeah, I'm all backed up. All right. First news story. Backed up. 
Small fire causes partial evacuation of the Disneyland Hotel. A small fire this weekend caused a partial eviction of the Disneyland Hotel. Firefighters were called to the Frontier Tower just before 6 a.m. Saturday morning and discovered a small fire triggered by oil on a machine in the basement. Smoke had entered the vent system, so the bottom three floors of the building were evacuated as a precaution. The fire was extinguished quickly, and guests were allowed to return to their rooms by 8 a.m. No guests were in danger, but a Disneyland firefighter did suffer minor smoke inhalation. Isn't this like the third time in like the last couple of years? Weren't what you time? there for one? No. You were there. What, what hotel were you in where there was a fire evacuation? The Grand Californian had one for a while because yes, the Christmas the tree... Yeah, well, the, I know. I, I think we were at the Grand. This was back in 2013. We were, we were on our ABD, and there was an evacuation. But I don't think it was for a fire. Didn't they bring you bags? The, evacuation bags. The time that we were there on the ABD, all the water stopped working in the hotel for like 12 or 13 hours. Yeah, or maybe that, that was it. They had to evacuate me for yeah. that. <laughs> There was no water. Well, yeah, because they wanted us to go to Starbucks. If only Tom had done his show a week early, they would have known where to go to breakfast. (laughs) Tony Spatel. Tony Spatel. So no, but there there have been a couple of evacuations or or issues at the Disneyland hotel. So I don't really pay attention. You don't care. care. Burn to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mind if I smoke? I don't care if you burn. (laughs) All right, doing old jokes now. (laughs) Going Going back. Are we ready? We're ready. All right. Second news story. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> contract sorry. I want to get through these I just need to get through them I'm Con- sorry it was a slow news week we had a few of them though you've had yeah because we got to get this picture off here quick contract <laughs> not renewed for Magic Kingdom Skip Sanderson yeah he ain't laughing now is scoop. he scoop scoop Sanderson scoop skipping to the skip, unemployment scoop. line it was terrible. Sorry. It was just reported that Scoop Sanderson, one of the citizens of Main Street, USA, will not be around for much longer. Scoop. Sounds like. <laughs> it does. It's like, he's, like he's dying. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Scoop interacts with guests on Main Street in the Magic Kingdom and is well known for his pin trading and lighthearted fun with kids. LaughingPlace.com is reporting that Scoop's last day will be October 8th. Scoop, also known as Holland Hayes, posted on his Facebook page, quote, this is all quote now. Just want you to know, it's not me talking. It's him talking. Quote, you know that sudden empty feeling of sad disappointment when you discover Scoop is not on Main Street today? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not familiar with that. Get ready to feel it a lot more. More often, I mean. It will still be brief, disappearing the instant you encounter one of the other dazzling citizens of Main Street USA. Or handsome leading man and Magic Kingdom Park Vice President Dan Cockrell. Or at the very least, you shall be restored upon entering one of the six other magical theme lands of the most magical place on Earth. You're going to miss me. And I you. In the comment section, he mentions that his contract was not renewed, but that he will sub when available for vacations and call-outs. A petition has been started on change.org to bring Scoop back to the parks. The petition has roughly 1,400 signatures so far. Okay, am I a bad Disney fan that I have no idea who this man is? Never heard of him. I didn't know either. Never heard of Scoop personally. Hmm. We know Scoop personally. Do you? One from pin trading. Oh wow! So sitting back. Should I? What? (laughs) What? Nothing. Nothing. You got nothing. He used to have his own pin. He had his own pin made. Did you like this man? 
guess. Oh. Oh, now I feel bad. So now you're sad. I. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Facial cues. Facial cues. I do not want a single tweet about my emotions towards Scoop. I just, I'm I'm fine with everything. It's good. I'll miss him and he me. (laughs) And he me. According to his Facebook post, he will miss you. (laughs) No, he said, you're going to miss me. And And I I, you. (laughs) And I you. Um, I just, I've never. I did not know that he was still around, to be honest with you. I thought when pin trading sort of died out, I thought his character was... Not around anymore. So there's actually a surprise that he's. I've there. just I've never run into him. Like where? Like where would he be normally? I mean, on Main Street. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've seen like the sheriff and I've seen the mayor. I've just never seen that guy. And the ladies that gossip yeah. are always around talking to people. Yeah. This just in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Never mind. We're gonna move on now. Um. John, what is the definition of a dancer? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Oh, Rhythm you're a dancer. Is a dancer. Rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> you got the answer right. You got the answer right. I'm old. <laughs> we children of the 80s. I know that song. Rhythm is a dancer. No, oh, thanks, Rana. There you go. Yeah, but all you my memories are now tarnished. You didn't have you didn't have gel in your hair when you were listening to it. <laughs> At the time, we didn't either. It was called 10X. Thank you. <laughs> so, John, tell me about the definition of a dancer. Debate at Walt Disney World over which parade performers are classified as dancers. Pretty performers, did you say? Which parade Parade performer. There's currently a debate going on between Walt Disney World and the Teamster Local 385 Union over which parade performers should be classified as dancers. Some of the performers specifically mentioned in the debate are the Cha-Cha Bingo Girls (laughs) and the Bubble Girls. That was my new name. (laughs) Cha-Cha Bingo. Uh, In the Festival of Fantasy Parade at the Magic Kingdom. These performers wear colorful costumes and make their way down the street alongside Mickey, Minnie, and all the other characters. The union would like them to be officially to officially be classified as dancers, which would entail them to quote mover pay, a raise of fifty cents per hour. Currently, these women are not recognized as dancers. Okay, I'll give them fifty cents an hour if they just never talk about this again. Please stop talking. <laughs> I think I'm going to speak to my boss. I would like mover pay. <laughs> Donna Lynn Dalton, Teamster's business agent, says, quote, they are doing intricate footwork, Pete. They have to be skilled dancers in order to do this. Disney, however, says, no, they are klutzes who are just walking next to the parade clubs. <laughs> you don't even know why they're there. No, Disney, however, says... <laughs> we don't know why they're there. Wouldn't that be great, though, if they did <laughs> They just showed up in costume, and we let them stay. <laughs> it's like Scoop. They're just there. We don't know why they're there. Disney, however, says they are doing, quote, stylized walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's why they are not eligible for the extra bump in pay. <laughs> That's my new favorite expression ever, stylized walking. Which is what Rhino does all the time. It's fancy walking. (laughs) But it's it's true, though. They just sort of mingle in and out of one another from side to side. They're not technically dancing like the graveyard dancers at Mickey's Not So Scary or the the dead people that dance, you know? Sorry, that was my thriller. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's a fine line. It is, but they're not like in line, like doing high kicks. You don't think it comes off as petty? 
you know, for Disney to like classify, you know, to say fifty cents an hour. That oh no, I'm saying Disney should. Um, it's dancing. I, I think it's petty to come up with stylized walking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's but yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's how Disney gets away with paying fifty cents less an hour, and you know, for the fact that whether they have to stylized walk or hold on, Abigail, come on. Okay. If they have to go to Lay training down. for it. I if they know. have to be trained to do it, yeah. I would say it's dancing. It, this reminds me. They have to of, practice the parade, I'm sure, right? Have you have you seen that episode of Will and Grace where she dates the dancer and he's really embarrassed oh. to bring him home to Will? You're a dancer. Oh, you're a dancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a dancer. I, I see no difference. Like, that's all I can oh, think about. You're a stylized walker. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I I don't know. I think it's yeah just. You, you, whatever you're doing, stylized walking, dancing, whatever it is, you're doing it in 95 degree heat. And and twirling stuff, you know, just give them the extra fifty those cents an hour and knock it off. Hot, and but they get to put on their resume stylized. Well, look at those wigs. I'm sweating just looking at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who knew there was a hierarchy within uh, the dancing community of Walt Disney World? <laughs> it's crazy. Can you imagine? Oh, I'm, they can't uh, sit over here. They're I'm not dancers. <laughs> I'm a dancer. You're a stylized walker. Right. They have tables. They, you know, like, <laughs> so yeah, that's it. So, yeah, that's our news for this week, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was kind of lame. But we tried, we tried our best. We included stylized walking and really? Bubbles the Pintrade or whatever the hell his name was. Bubbles. <laughs> that's a character I would go see. Bubbles the Pintrade. Bubbles the Pintrade. Michael Jackson's <laughs> monkey. Instead of a costume. And you so, pop him with a pin. And if you hear noise in the studio, that's Abigail walking around. Usually she, uh, she'll lay down. Walking. Abigail, come here, honey. Come here. Lay down. Tap shoes. Lay down. Lay down. Don't embarrass me in front of the people. Lay down. There you go. Um, Abigail's doing stylized walking. She's doing stylized walking, yeah. So, all right, that'll do it for the news. We're going to uh, throw it over to Oliver Green, who is currently in Epcot. How are you, Oliver? I am staying dry at this moment in time, but it is raining heavily here. I don't know if you can see that. Um, but I've ran undercover because the rain is coming down hard. Oh, uh, which is going to melt. <laughs> so Fascinating where, stuff so far. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are you right now? Okay, so I'm in the, um, I'm in the U.S., the American Pavilion. But what I was going to show you uh, was the uh, barley and hop stand that they've got for the food and wine Um from the Food and Wine Festival that's coming up soon. What I wanted to show you was actually they have little Remy's sitting on top of it. So uh, kind of like at Easter when they do an Easter egg hunt, I think there's going to be like a Remy hunt for the kids during food and wine. Uh, but I can't show you that. So in other words, absolutely soaking wet. In, in other words, it'll be find the rat in the food establishment. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you pick the nail on the head there, Pete. Only Disney <laughs> could turn could make, you know, rodents in food places magical. Um, you know what, look, I'm going to actually try and show you. The weather is holding up a little bit, and I do have an umbrella, so let's see. Oh, look, oh, Mary Poppins has an umbrella. What a surprise. Uh, is this stylized walking? Are you stylized walking? I am. I deserve an extra 50 cent an hour for <laughs> or whatever it was they were fighting for. Oh, that would bring okay, you up to so, $1.25. I don't know if you can see up there. There's a little rat oh, holding yeah. a carrot. <laughs> and, oh. yeah, they're the Remy's that people are going to be looking for. Oh, I shouldn't have come out here. It's getting very, very wet very quickly. I'm going back to the safety of the show. And he's no, no, white. stay out there and, and spin in the rain. Just spin See? and say, I'm a pretty little girl. I'm a pretty little girl. Uh, over and over again. Uh, 
Hi, hello, hello. <laughs> There's people saying hello to me that think I'm talking to my family. <laughs> Put them on. We'll talk to them. No, no, I've got an audience as well because everyone runs under the uh, under the canopies. No one's out in the middle of the park. So when some idiot on FaceTime runs out with an umbrella, everyone starts looking at him. So what have you? Um, what what else have you noticed as you've gone around today? Well, actually, I did find out about something new that they're going to be doing um, this year. I, I believe it's new. If not, it's new to me. Uh, that they're going to be doing at Food and Wine this year, uh, and that is beverage seminars. So. Um, for $15 a head, you can uh, go along and attend a beverage seminar, uh, and they're going to be talking about different things. They're going to have some sommeliers there uh, and other beverage experts on particular types of alcohol. So it's not just wine. They're going to cover wine, beer. Uh, there's even going to be a tequila one on the uh, September 18th, and also a vodka one too, from what I can see. Uh, and they're being held three times daily at 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and 5.30. Okay. So, so it's, they're fun and they're good value. They're $15 and there's going to be samples. So. Now, Oliver, have you have you done Food and Wine Festival before? Did you do it last year? Yeah, I've done Food and Wine Festival quite a few times. This was the time of year that my family used to vacation um, a lot. So, yeah, I've done Food and Wine. Uh, probably about, this will probably be about my fifth time, I think, doing Food and Wine. So, so uh, is, there, yeah. is there something in specific you're looking forward to? Um, yeah, there is actually. I'm... I don't know, I've got quite an adventurous palette, so I, I would try, you know, I've tried many things. But the thing I really enjoyed last year um, was at the, I think it was called the Florida Fresh Booth, it was the loaded mac and cheese. They're bringing that back this year, and I can't wait for that. That's, that's going to be awesome. It's all the fresh stuff from around Florida. Uh, it's all Florida-based stuff that they cook up in there, so okay. I like that. Now, what should we make him do? I said well, go and spin in the rain. Yeah, go uh, spin in the, the rain. The umbrella scene from Singing in the Rain. Yes. That's what I said, yeah. That's all I can think, because it's umbrella. Okay, I've got someone here with me that can hold the camera. I will do this, but I won't be able to hear you, okay? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has a friend. <laughs> oh, and he's wearing his dish shirt. <laughs> oh, how embarrassing for us all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Oliver, yay. I have. I, I now know not a dancer. <laughs> Rhythm might be a dancer. Stylized. Oh, I don't even think it's stylized walking. That's what you're getting at me. I'm back with you now. We've decided you're not a dancer. He's right <laughs> in the I mean, American. I don't own my extra whatever it is an hour that they're asking for. Let's send him in the gift shop and start asking questions about who won the revolution. And- <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's stay clear of that. Walk in. I want my country back. I believe you have some tea that belongs to me. <laughs> I am from England. I'm trying to reclaim this colony. I think day. you should walk in and tell them you're a sore loser. <laughs> you have some tea that belongs to me. <laughs> We're waiting. Why are we sending... Technically, I'm not the lowest man on the totem pole anymore. Steve left Yeah, but you're the one with the British so accent. No it, th- no, it doesn't work. Steve worked here longer before he left. Too. It, is. it still doesn't. It, that left, joke doesn't work with Steve. Yeah. That doesn't work with Steve. Right. You you talk funny, so you can go in. Go man up and do it right now. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe he's. I think to you should else. do stylized walking in the gift shop. All right, wait there, wait there. If it's busy in there, you've not got a chance. That looks like he's holding Tom Bell's hand. 
Should be solving the mystery. <laughs> okay, so what do you want me to ask? I'm in the gift shop now. Where's the tea section? Oh, well, I believe you have some tea of mine. Yeah. You need to find a cast member and say to them, I believe you have some tea that belongs to me. <laughs> He's going to keep his shades on, even more suspicious. Ask them if they sell red coats. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> There's people behind me in line. I can't do this. I'm taking up their precious time. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Is there a red coat section? What? A red coat section for the British. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> These are my friends. Oh, okay. Hello. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I actually need to see if there was some sort of red coat section for the English here in this shop. Or tea section. How about some tea? Miss Tea? Tea, tea overboard? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there is tea in England, where it's meant to be, right? Yeah. Is it oh, okay? Is the tax less in England? Than <laughs> ah, no, it's okay. more. That was I'm the not, issue. I <laughs> thought England this voted to leave. Yeah. Did she ask you to Brexit out of there? No, you're all good. Have a good day. Thank <laughs> you for entertaining me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good job, all. Good job, Oliver. Yeah. Fifty cents more an hour. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I was voted down, Oliver. I. I Honestly, no wonder my hair's falling out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that as much as that made me feel extremely awkward. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm losing my words now. I'm all nervous. All right. Well, we will let you get back to it. And uh, I know everybody will be seeing more of you and some members of the team tomorrow uh, as uh, you guys go around and cover the start of this year's uh, Food and Wine Festival. So we'll be looking forward to that. You're a good sport, Oliver. I always appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you so much. Have a good day, everyone. All righty. Bye, Oliver. <laughs> I can't believe we made him do that. I can't believe he actually did it. He's a good guy. This might be my favorite thing ever. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. He's going he's gonna to really enjoy it when it's somebody else. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> because I think, uh, I think next week it'll be Steve. <gasps> oh, oh, it'll be Steve. Where are we going to send Steve? We'll have to think of something really good for Steve. Because he has to be punished. He did leave. All right. And Abigail, whatever you're getting into, honey, you're being very... You usually just lay down for the show. And I wish I could show you guys, Abby, but she's too big to pick up. She's 70 pounds now. <laughs> and uh, she's usually laying on the floor. But t- today, for some reason, she's just... I think because I've been gone for a week and... She's, oh, yeah. For yesterday and today, my dogs, they yeah. don't let us out of their She's sight. She's not letting me out of her sight. So. And that's all right. She's a good girl. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and move on to Rapid Fire. And then I think we should all talk about Food and Wine Festival. But we'll go ahead and start Rapid Fire with you, John. All right. Uh, I know folks who are on Podcast Crew 6.0 are anxious for information. I just want to let you know that uh, because the other stuff we were doing has now... Uh, finished and we have some time to concentrate on Podcast Crew 6.0. Information will be coming to you. Make sure you watch that thread on the Diz boards. I don't have anything new to tell you at the moment, but we will be doing things like special events. Um, think along the lines of our Mega Meet. That's the type of stuff we're talking mm-hmm. about doing. We're brainstorming those ideas. One of the things I really like to do is um, make Oliver do stuff. Um, oh, yeah. We could do that. Suggestions for make Oliver do stuff. 
So, yeah, we have some stuff. Keep an eye on that board. We'll have announcements for that. We'll have sign-ups so you guys can get credentials and things like that. So I just want to let you know this is our new focus is Podcast Crew 6.0. We have not forgotten about you. It's just we had other stuff to take care of first. All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. During our training this week, we got to speak with someone who specializes in Disney Springs, and we were offered a question and answer period, and I have some bad news to share. I asked, would the Festival of the Masters be coming back now that Disney Springs was nearing completion, and I was told no. It Uh, will not be back. And then she said, "At at least not in the way you recognized it in the past. So... I, I, she actually drew boos. Yeah. And I have a feeling that if I could hear you, you would be booing too. So I'm sad to hear that that's not coming back. That was actually my favorite event of the year. So. Although I, I will say, I, I'm also sad that it's not coming back, but I will say that I am, I'm officially in love with Disney Springs. I have such a great time. I'm down there all the time. And I never was when, you know, when it was just, you know, downtown Disney wasn't down there as much and now i find myself drawn to it and we checked out uh last week we checked out the uh, uniqlo i went there last store. week i'm wearing their pants right now I oh you. my god <laughs> um though they probably want stand them on the chair <laughs> i ran um, away from that store fair and square before the security caught me they're mine now <laughs> um i gotta i tell you i was kind of impressed with that store they had some cool stuff oh, yeah. and the prices were really good Really reasonable, and it seems like the stuff's pretty decent quality. I like the Disney line that they're doing. Yeah. Um, they have a T-shirt with the Siamese cats on it from Lady and the Tramp. I love that song. It's one of my favorites, so I, I died that I saw that shirt. And apparently I was talking to myself because the lady next to me goes, Oh, I know you. And I was like, you do? <laughs> uh, uh, so I said hi to her. She was a listener from Chicago. Um, she was super sweet. And I think she felt bad about like talking to me while I was there on my own, sort of shopping by myself without Corey or my children. Um, but I thought, oh, no, it's The fun. rare moments that that Seriously, gets Seriously. Every time I've been there, it's been with them. And I can't go in the stores I want to go in. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uniqlo is actually one of the few stores at uh, Disney Springs that has a license deal with Disney. So you can find that co-branded merchandise. Yeah. I think a lot of folks are going into these stores thinking they're, it's going to be all Disney stuff, and it's not. They no, it's, know that a lot of the stuff that's there, the stuff that we're not familiar with in the United States is for the international tourists. Right. I remember one of the names that hit me was there's a store called Melissa Shoes, and that's a South American chain. Hmm. <coughs> I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> Well, I, what, you know, what was cool, uh, what I thought was cool was, uh, first of all, the Disney stuff they do have is not the stuff you're finding in right. World of Disney or in the parks. It's unique. So that's always, it's always nice. And some, and they have a lot of it. It's not just one or two shirts. It was like a wall full of t-shirts. Yeah. Um, with all, you know, some Star Wars stuff, some other Disney stuff. It was, it was really cool. But also just the regular clothes. Um, they had like, you know, socks in every different color that were, what were they, like four for ten bucks? Four pairs for ten bucks? Yeah. And so I bought some. I'm like, okay, these are going to be crappy. They're really not. They're really decent quality socks. So notice that with, with some of the other clothes, too, that the prices were very reasonable. 
and the quality of the clothes seem really, really good. That seems really good for people that may like lose their luggage or something like that, where they don't have to be decked out in like the Disney sweatpants, the Disney shirt for the rest of their vacation. They can yeah. stop by and get some normal clothes. For one of the things bit. that we learned in this uh, presentation was they specifically went out and looked for um, sneaker stores mm. because that's one of the things they got them the most questions about i've lost my luggage or my sneakers are wet or something where can i go and buy them they were sending people off property so now that there's stores there where people can actually buy things they can use on vacation like I find- uggs there you go yeah, yeah i know i'm sorry amazed by the store, i mean right? really here we don't we don't need them no. i mean maybe if you live somewhere else and you want disney uggs i get it but i just recently oh. found out because I can't walk into a shoe store and buy shoes in my size. I just got a catalog that carries big and tall men's shoes in larger sizes. And I was shocked to find out that they carry everything from flip-flops to those fascinating Britney Spears boots with the, the fur lining. <laughs> but they do have a whole selection of um, footwear in other styles. So, Are you sure this wasn't the drag queen catalog you were looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it did come from Pumpkin Spice Lottie. <laughs> We're just slumming until Halston opens. Um, but, okay. Thank you, Kevin. Mr. Right. Porter. Uh, the rocks in Tomorrowland have been painted a futuristic, futuristic blue-purple color. Um, it seems stupid, but I actually kind of like... No, but I like this story because I worked in Tomorrowland, so I'm partial. But also because... There's so many places right now that I feel like are falling apart, literally, in Walt Disney World. The ImageWorks floors are duct taped together right now. I'm not joking. Really? Yes. Uh, so the fact that they're at least making an effort to, you know, clean some stuff up makes me happy. Yeah. This story gives me blue rocks. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's, it almost seems they've done other stuff, like with the Carousel of Progress, getting a paint job and adding new stuff, and they've been doing work on uh, TTA. It seems like it's the start of a very small update for the TTA completely for Tomorrowland, which it, I mean, we talk about it every now and then it desperately needs one. Yeah, but shame on them for letting it get to this point that I got to be honest, you know, we talk about the way things used to be and especially coming off cruise line this weekend where every square inch of this ship is immaculate. Looks like it was freshly painted before we got on. It looks like it just came out of the shipyard. I mean, it's gorgeous. And then you go into the parks and you see in this stuff, you never used to see this. That used to be a priority. That bathrooms were clean and smoking areas were kept clean and the the streets were kept clean. Do you remember the story? (laughs) At least this was what I remember when I was a kid that, Walking down Main Street, there used to be those horse head things where it looked like you could tie your horse up in front of Main Street. And the story was that they would paint those. And when they got to the end, they would turn around and start over so that everything was freshly painted all the time. I'm concerned that in the future, rocks are going to be blue. This is horrible, in my opinion. I apologize. I just think paint Tomorrowland white like it was when it first opened. I don't understand this. I really don't. I, I agree. I understand the style. The style is probably not the best, but I appreciate that they're out at least doing something. I know it's not. I would agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think. Well, I'm I not, think they need to do a lot more, and I think they need to do it a lot faster. I was say, I'm not defending Disney in any way, but we are coming up on the season where more rehabs take place. 
where you see more of that sort of but, in the fall. You'll see them do more rehabs and refurbs, but they should be doing it the whole time. Yeah, they I have I, cut back. They have cut back on maintenance. They have cut yeah. back on the the amount of money being spent on maintaining these parks and keeping them to a certain quality. And that's a decision that a management decision they've made, and it's obvious. And you know they, I don't know they they, they, they they're gonna they. They, they wonder why their park attendance is starting to go down between lines and prices and, you know, some, some things that are outside their control. Some of the things that have happened. World economies that affect people who are visiting here. Exactly. And, and all, but also the pulse shooting and Zika and things like that are not in their control. Right. So, you know, it's been, a, it's been a perfect storm this year for Disney. And I think it's time for them to begin reevaluating what their what their generic overall approach is to how they manage these parks. And, you know, one of the things I, again, being on the cruise line this weekend, yeah, it's expensive, but I could clearly see where that difference in price is. I could de- clearly see where the quality was. And it made me feel better. Like, okay, yeah, it's more expensive, but this is what I'm getting for that. I had their. I didn't even think about the price. I got the feeling of this is the Disney I loved. And exactly. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. It was raining. It was a very rainy day on Castaway Key when we were there, and it, it was a torrential downpour when we got back on the ship. There was. Yeah, why don't you just open the door and let her out? Um, she doesn't want to go. Abby, no. <laughs> she's a star um, now. She wants to be on the show. Um, she's very... Re- Abigail, no. Come on, honey. I'm sorry, guys, but you need to lay down. Lay down. Abby, lay down. Hey, lay down. Lay down. Come on. Lay... Oh, she is crazy today. Maybe it's the thunderstorm off in the distance. No, Maybe. she's just she's just worked up. She's worked Maybe. up. I think because I was gone for a week. So you're but talking anyway, about come back on the ship after the you know, and come back on the ship after it's been raining, and there is a cast member with warm towels putting them around you as you get on the ship. Okay, hmm. There's a detail. Remember those days, most of you, when that level of service, that kind of service, was commonplace at disney it's not anymore it's not you can get it in california you can get it on disney cruise line but it is sadly devoid of presence in orlando and that is what really saddens me because there's no reason for it and the reason that i think it's not the entire reason but part of the reason they're struggling with theme park attendance right now is because I think this is catching up with them. That people are going, they're spending all this money, and they're not seeing the value in it. They're not seeing that, okay, yeah, it costs more, but wow, look at this, look at that, look at this. They're not seeing it. So at some point in time, this is going to catch up with them. I think it's starting to. I think there are a lot of other factors contributing to it. I don't think it's all about that. But I certainly think that is one of the factors that is contributing to not only people not coming back, like casual visitors not coming back, maybe as often as they would have, but we're also starting to see it with veterans, with people who have been doing this for a long time, saying, you know what, just not worth it for me. Or let me wait. I'm going to wait until stuff is done. I'm going to wait until it's better. 
I mean, if you get off imagination, you see that the floors are taped together. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You're, I don't know. You've spent so much money. It just kind of seems like it's not the Disney way anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. We've got a, got a lot out of that. See? I, <laughs> I, just saying. All right. Thanks, Steve. Mine will not inside as much talk i don't think okay so it's a, a holiday character dining brunch that's coming to 1900 park fair which is located at disney's grand floridian, floridian <laughs> resort <laughs> um guests will be able to enjoy the special brunch on select dates during both thanksgiving and christmas it will include custom-made omelets carved meat stations mickey waffles and other breakfast favorites the price is going to be $37 for adults and 22 for children. That's not bad. I was thinking the same thing. Um, brunch will be served from 1245 to 210 and then it's being offered November 20th through the 26th and December 18th to January 1st, 2017. Holidays. Reservations say, are now available. They say who the characters were? No, it does not. I'm assuming maybe the characters that are already there. Which isn't it usually princesses? 1900 Park Fair? I can't remember. Like uh, Mary Poppins, okay. uh, Alice in Wonderland characters. So female characters, but. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say. So. Okay. No, one th- no one's upset about that. <laughs> no. Well, I, I think that's a great price. I think it's a great, you know, something new that they're offering for the holidays. Yeah, I was really More surprised venues. at the price for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Julie. Rhino. Okay, so mine is that on October 10th, uh, the Festival of Fantasy, um, I'm sorry, that Tony's Town Square is going to be offering a Festival of Fantasy dining package. Um, it's a prefix lunch at Tony's that includes reserved viewing for the 3 p.m. Wait till you hear the price of this crap. Yeah. Um, the uh, Well, the meal is going to include an appetizer, entree, dessert, and a non-alcoholic beverage. Um, None of which will be good. Yeah, and then you're going to get the voucher for the viewing area, for the uh, which is going to be located at the Main Street flagpole. The prices for adults are $45 and $17 for, for children. $45 um, for a lunch at what is arguably the worst restaurant at Walt Disney World. $45 for a lunch. I really hope, folks, you don't waste your money on this. I hope you don't waste your money on it. This we, is also, you know, this is food that we've reviewed before and said how bad it is. But it's also food that, in general, is very inexpensive. Italian food can be prepared very, very cheaply. Yeah. So for them to charge forty-five bucks, and what do you get viewing for? Um, the, the, the festival parade, of fantasy the parade. Yeah. Which you don't the because you need it. Well, because the attendance is down too. It's not that time of year where you're going to need it. It's not like it's the Christmas parade or something like that. Like this is the regular parade that goes all the way through the park. I don't, I don't know. It seems seems a bit much to me, especially when you could just reserve a fast pass for viewing the parade, anyways, as it is in My Magic Plus. I don't I don't see a benefit to this. I don't know how much lunch normally is at Tony's. Well, I'm going to tell you what it's. We've tried. I've tried it a couple times just to see. You know, maybe we had a bad meal. Maybe. Oh my God! It's just so bad. It's just so bad. And I'm not being snobbish about this. It's bad. That red sauce is coming out of a damn can. It's coming out of a damn can. You know what? Make the stinking red sauce. If you're going to charge $45 for a plate of damn spaghetti, make the stinking red sauce. Not out of a can. 
It's ridiculous. It's awful food. It's awful food. And shame on Disney for allowing it to stay that way. Because we're not the only ones who say this. This is a restaurant that's pretty widely panned. I know there are people who like it. But a lot of people say the exact same thing we do. We're not the only ones. Yet it has stayed crappy for decades. And Disney does nothing about it. And this is a, you know, this is a premier restaurant in the Magic Kingdom. And it's allowed to stay like this because, you know what? They can do it cheap. They can do it crappy. They're going to fill it up. They're going to overcharge. They're going to make money. End of sentence. End of sentence. And in the meantime, a place that's actually serving good food, like Jungle Skipper, has trouble getting people in it. So, I don't know. Maybe this is our fault. Maybe this is our fault because, oh, that well, yeah, I'll, I'll pay the money for crappy food. Maybe this is our fault. I don't know. This is one of the premier locations in any theme park also. Where it's located, sure, yeah. absolutely. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being bitter. No, it's like you're, you, when we went to Disneyland, I couldn't believe that every single thing we went to, every single thing, even the stuff we didn't go to with the, our group, we with every... Everything was good here. And it's like what you just said. Is they that up their game. My mother, time. when we were kids, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, and um, the the trip here was a big deal. And she always packed sandwiches and everything in the bag because she's just said it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And then even as an adult, when she, well, I'm the adult, not her. She's an adult. But it, she, when I was here with her as an adult, I was like, Mom, we don't pack our lunches when we go in. We're adults now. All of us are adults. Like we, we're going to take care of each other. And she was like, "But it's I'm not packing the lunch to save the money. I'm packing lunch because it's terrible." Mm. And that's that is a generational thing that has been passed down. Well, now. especially look, you know what? Dis- no question that overall, Disney's food has improved dramatically over the last 15 years. Yeah, absolutely, no question. But there are these holdouts. Mm-hmm. There are these places that just remain bad. And there's no excuse for it. Disney has the talent, the knowledge, and the ability to change it for whatever reason they don't. So maybe this sits on Dan Cockrell. Maybe this sits on him. Why don't you know? He should be made to eat there every day until it gets better. You mean the handsome Dan Cockrell? Yeah. (laughs) Handsome Dan Cockrell. Maybe he should be made made to eat that food and pay for it and see if he thinks it's worth it. So I don't know. That'll be our next petition. Make Dan Cockerley <laughs> Tony's Town Square. <laughs> I, well, I think that's actually a good uh, point. We were at Universal at one point. I think it was Oliver and I or Rhino and I. And we saw, I, I saw uh, like the person who's running Universal right now with the VP of CityWalk. And they were sitting at like NBC Sports Grill and Brew. Yeah. Just hanging out, having a meal. And that's whenever it like dawned on me that they're... They chose to create these own restaurants themselves that they would go eat at. Hmm, Whereas yeah. at Disney World, something like um, something like Tony's, no, that's that's just been there. So of course they're not doing anything about it. But they should start looking at making places that they would actually be okay eating at, and then maybe it could benefit all of us. Exactly. But that's just my thought. So, all right, that's enough of that. Thank you, Rhino. Craig, here's a barn burner. Well, Disney World has its new ambassadors. Oh, thank God. So it'll be... Uh, <laughs> hated the last one. I'm sorry. Ken Facey. And Stop. He's terrible. 
I will. Let's find out. I'm <laughs> and then I want to hear your stories. Okay. So uh, George Calagridis selected them, and so we will have Ken Facey and Brandon Peters. So Brandon Peters was a uh, UCF alumni, works in entertainment, and also a part of Disney University. Done a lot of things. And Facey has been a leader at Grand Floridian. Uh, he has been doing many other things, including uh, operations, guest relations, custodial, uh, a lot of stuff. And he started, just like Steve, in Tomorrowland in the Disney College program. So. Painting rocks. <laughs> so tell us about your bad stories about the ambassadors. I'm fascinated. I, well, we had to look it up this morning because I had to figure out which one was which. But I just... the. So, you know, how long do the ambassadors stay ambassadors for? Is it just the year? Two years. Two years. Okay, so I've, in, since I've been working there, and you do cast events like Goofy's Mystery Tour, the ambassadors host the trivia for that. So I've seen ambassadors through the years, and this guy, the smiley one, whatever his name is. Uh, Nathaniel. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know which one is which. It was a boy and a girl this time, right? Yeah. Okay. So the guy was just like... A robot. It was Is just this like, a picture of them. No, these are the these new are ones. The new ones. So I'm not, they're both men. I'm not talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about the one on the right, but <laughs> well, he looks but, like the guy from the cover of Book of Mormon. But it was like it was. There's an episode of Parks and Recreation where they're in uh, D.C. and there's that one uh, senator that comes up and he just like it's a hot one out there. <laughs> Stay cool. It's just nothing inside, and that's and he reminds me of that ambassador. Like he did the trivia, he was terrible at the trivia, and he was at the Frozen ride that day when I was like burning in the sun, and he was just like, he it's was, just like you see the lights, but no one's on at home, you know, no one's there. I, like, I saw him in like pictures and video Rhino was posting in the morning, yeah, and then I went and rode Frozen at like seven thirty, and he was still just standing out there like in the same place, smiling, but he wasn't sweating at all. He was just perfect. <laughs> He's a he might be a robot. It's just, <laughs> yeah, animatronic he ambassadors. Has, yeah, you for, never know. For an ambassador, he has absolutely zero personality or um, people skills because I spoke to him once, and it's just kind of like he doesn't know how to answer a single question that you ask him. And it wasn't just like I wasn't there as us. I was there as a, like just a cast member or whatever. And I just remember being like, how did you get to be this person? Lobotomy. Yeah, that's and, well, just so people know, ambassadors are the representatives of uh, their parks. So they have two per park all over. And it's basically like the highest level that you can be. So, you know, you can get the or blue like name tag services. with the legacy yeah. awards. But then the best of the best are ambassadors. And they're selected from God the help me if he pool. watches this show. I apologize for being so crude. But you, I just didn't ever see the appeal. I'm sorry. All right. Well, that's uh, let's let's wrap up uh, rapid fire and let's talk a little bit about uh, since uh, tomorrow begins this year's food and wine festival. Let's talk about some of the things that are coming up and what we're looking forward to. Um, some uh, some new things. One of the things I'm very interested to see what they do with this is that they are expanding the food and wine experience to some of the resorts. So they're going to do, uh, for example, brunch with a twist at the Grand Floridian, the secrets of flavor at the Yacht Club. Uh, hopefully they're not going to do that in Captain's Grill because the secret of flavor there is there isn't any. Um, <laughs> culinary adventures with a master chef at the Contemporary. Uh, behind the scenes at Trader Sam's Grog Grotto at the Polynesian. Ooh, so those, you know, I think, is, is it's smart. It's smart to expand it out and yeah. kind of include it 
in the resort. Um, then there's the Mix It, Make It, Celebrate It workshops, the workshops that are held at the Festival Center and give guests a chance to learn culinary skills from chefs, bakers, mixologists, and others. Um, get some new chefs coming in this year. Uh, uh, Joffrey Zakarian, Manit. Shohan. Shohan, Duff Goldman, Elliot Farmer, and Graham Elliott. Which we Pretty much to, the Food Network. Yeah, and we'll get to see <laughs> Graham Elliott's classes. Um, so a lot of new dishes. The Party for the Senses is coming back. Um, and as Oliver was just talking about, Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak Scavenger Hunt <laughs> is, uh, is there. Um, the Rockin' Burger Block Party which is going to go on. I forgot the dates, but there are select dates between the end of September and the early part of November. I think there are three dates in total mm-hmm. where different establishments are going to put burgers up in competition. And you pay anywhere from 99 to $199 to attend this. You get to try out the different burgers and vote on them. Um, and the $199 gives you VIP seating, which guarantees you a seat actually at a table and early access to the burgers. God, that seems like a lot of money for... I, I It's a lot of money for a hamburger. List. It's like um, four hamburgers, too. That's, I think it was like four. No, I thought five, it was like six. Oh, what? Might I be. Know. I saw Deluxe. Burger. You can go to Chili Cook-Off in Kissimmee for free. There Just you go. Um, so they have a lot of stuff coming up um, this year. But, um, you know, for me, what I look forward to with Food and Wine Festival is just kind of going around. Just going around and trying some new things, but finding those old standbys, those old favorites, you know. Um, and it's just, it's it's tradition now, you know, for me. It's because I've been here long enough and done it enough times that just become tradition. It's like Christmas. It's like, it's the start of fall. Halloween party, um, food and wine festival just kind of starts off fall, my favorite time of year. So I, I always look forward to this. But uh, John... Anything in particular? I think I'm like you. I think I like to go and you like to walk around and discover and see what's there. One of the nice things about living here is that we don't have to do that thing where you have to go to every single booth no. and rush and get there. We can do a little bit of the park at a time. So that's always nice. We can also go during a slower period. Slower day, yeah. So we're not standing in lines and things like that. But I can't think of anything particular I'm looking forward to. I can. What? Tell me. <laughs> Empanadas. Those are so good. Do you know who's really, really, really good at This is my 17th food and wine, which tells you I'm old. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you know who has really good empanadas and you're going to laugh at me? Racetrack. Well, I'm trying not to eat at gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> but if you love empanadas, they're really good. I agree with you, though. Those empanadas are amazing. Um, also at Bongo's Express, Disney Springs, those are good empanadas, too. And I hope they bring back the Greek salad. Last year, they didn't have it. Did I sound disappointed? Yeah, of course. I, yeah, I was very <laughs> And I'm excited about the hide and squeak. Um, there's usually not a lot for kids to do at this sort of event, so I think Ferris and Finley all love looking for Remy. We like Ratatouille. Awesome. What about you, Steve? What are you looking forward to? Oh, I don't know. I just I, It feels like awesome to walk around and constantly have something to do. Sometimes there's like, it feels like there's big stretches between the pavilions and just constantly something there. So. See, really? I feel like, oh my god, we're already to the next one. I'm not finished. <laughs> oh, no, I, like I think that. you mean in general for Epcot. You think you like yeah. you like food wine because there's stuff to do as you go yeah, along. Yeah, it constantly feels like there's something to do. 
So packing how many countries into a half mile area is not enough for you? No, no, no. no he's say, wanna, he's, he, he's I like saying that. So much more. Yeah, he's saying he likes how crowded it is during food and wine because there's something every two. I'm so glad we brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> so when there's not food and wine, you get bored walking from pavilion that's to pavilion. What he's saying. Yep. Yes. It's not enough. That's what I mean. It's not enough there for. You can stop and play the bongos. Okay, we're gonna have to crush the riddle and up into his food. <laughs> I was gonna say this is called short attention span theater. Uh, or cut back or something. So, but is there a specific? Kiosk or uh, I like the Japan Pavilion last year. They had the uh, the frushi. Oh no. no, yeah, you really liked the, um, the noodles. What was that? Yeah, the udon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was not food and wine though. That was, that was uh, flower oh, garden. Flower garden. Shoot. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> maybe they'll have it though because maybe it was so popular. Because we really liked that. We ate there like four times. I'm also interested. Um, I'm also interested in taking a look at uh, the chocolate studio. That's new this year. Hmm. And uh, red wine, chocolate truffle, Ghirardelli chocolate raspberry tort, liquid nitro, liquid nitro chocolate almond truffle with warm whiskey caramel. Oh, that yeah, we had that. There's at least preview. two of those three things I'm going to relapse on. So, <laughs> um, but I think that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of interesting looking. Um, and then the Islands of the Caribbean kiosk is going to be new this year. Uh, Jamaican beef patty. Uh, mojo pork with black beans, cilantro rice, and pickled red onions. New, no, thank you. Are you sure that's new? Because I think they had that last year. Um, that looking, dish specifically. I'm looking at 2016 on our site, and it's listed as new. So if it's not, it might have. No, it might have been because um, what they had a couple years ago is they had Puerto Rico, and then they had somewhere else, but then they looped them into a booth together. So it it might be well, like according a new- to our site, it says New <laughs> Islands of the Caribbean, and I'm reading it here. I'm trying so not to I get don't know. Coriander. <laughs> No, the stand is new. It's new, yeah. It's a we new stand. That, uh, it can have a dish that's been featured yeah. in the past, but the stand is new. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know. And we also had it at the preview. It was very lackluster. I remember it just being bleh. So. Um, the w- that's right. We did the preview. I completely mm. forgot Do you about that. the Greek nachos? Yeah, they were scary. However, there was some really... What was that pork dish we had? That was really Is this good. the pork tenderloin with cannellini, bean ragu, and Zinfandel reduction? I remember that being very good. Because um, I'm looking at that. That's also new this year, the Wine and Dine Studio. And that, I'm just reading that going, I'm like, okay, I would like to really try that now. I got all excited all of a sudden. I forgot we did the preview. What was that dessert? The guava that cheesecake. That the, is the casito. Oh, my God. The puff pastry with sweetened cream cheese and puff guava patry. sauce. Puff, puff pastry. <laughs> what did I say? That's how they Patron. say it in the casito. Oh. <laughs> There's an S in there. Puff pastry. And, of course, you know, South Korea is always good. Uh, the barbecue dog. Oh, no. Jeez. Sorry. The quick duck. There's a bomb coming. Great. <laughs> the, we lost the, the Korean Kim Jong-il. <laughs> I love that dish. Okay, now that we've offended everyone. Oh, yeah, because we know that. There's South Korean so, listeners, right? We have our Korean listeners out there. Oh, no, I North think Korea's they not always listening. bring back Mexico every year. Isn't there already enough Mexico at the World Showcase? There's three restaurants alone. It's, that's true. Now that they have the other one outside, mm-hmm. the that's like yeah. saying there's too much it. Italy. I think. I yeah. also. I they, they just bring you out the tins that looked like they were microwaved right before they brought them actually out. In which to the country booth. is this? In Italy. Italy's always a miss yeah. for me. At least the the booth. Yeah, I agree. Also, um, one of my favorite booths is the Hawaii booth. That Kahlua pork slider mm-hmm. is yeah. phenomenal. Corey likes anything with lamb, so I think Australia has usually like a lamb kebab or something like that. Well, let's see. 
We like the scallop dish. Well, there's a grilled oh, sweet and spicy bushberry shrimp with pineapple, peppers, onions, and snap peas. <laughs> grilled lamb chop with mint pesto yep. and potato crunchies. The children um, just giggled. <laughs> Why? For the record, I did not. Bushberry? Giggle. <laughs> I giggled because Rhino was trying to stifle the giggle and it was adorable. <laughs> what kind of crunchies does it have? Potato crunchies. Bushberry. Bushberry? <laughs> Bushberry. Are potato crunchies like, french like, fries? It sounds like something from Rick at Ralph. <laughs> Bushberry? It sounds or something like something else. from my health class. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's eighth grade. I look eighth forward grade. to Hanson. What? What booth is that? That's that's they come and perform and oh, I think they were serving them as food. No, no, I I like the shows. I feel like people underestimate the shows. The Soylent Green booth. Hanson, who is now what eighty? Yeah, youngest one's like eighty. One of them has like eight kids. Yeah, they're 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 all married and children now. So married with children. Married to children. Married to children now. I love that show. So what about you, Craig? Are you looking forward to anything? Uh, or, or are you always just miserable? I don't want to give the alcoholics <laughs> answer. No, the the food, while there is, there's a lot of repeats, a lot of repeats. I am looking forward to maybe uh, going more on the drink side because that does seem to have changed from year over year. New wines, different things like that. Um, and I, I definitely want to get all my old favorites and stuff, but... Uh, it seems like sometimes the the portion prices the portions yeah, stay the same or get smaller, but the prices each year go up just a little bit more, even if it's a quarter or fifty cents. But that starts adding up whenever you have, you know, five, six, seven, eight plates. This is so, not a cheap event. This is not, not cheap. You're not going to go and you know get a, a cheap meal here. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, spend quite a bit. It's great when we go and cover it for work. I, I always enjoy it. I have fun. When John but then pays. I find myself only going back <laughs> Thanks, John. maybe one or two times throughout the rest of the event and uh, finding things here and there. I'd rather save up the money and have a more elaborate meal at one of the other restaurants during the time of year where they're far less busy. Because I disagree. Of food I yeah. disagree. I think the experience of going around and doing you know a little bit here and a little bit there, getting this really wide variety of food that you couldn't get in one restaurant. Yeah. You couldn't go to a restaurant and get that kind of variety and try that many different things. Uh, so, yeah, look, you know what? You Especially if you're doing the wine pairing with, with these dishes, sure, it's expensive. But I think it's, it's a really unique experience. It's an amazing experience. <laughs> but it's, you can't get that. You can't get that anywhere. Else. No, and it would like so. Eli, his favorite, he he does this whenever we go out to eat with people, wherever he likes to try everything. So if you go out to eat with him, he's going to try something on your dish. So it's just he loves. He's getting his hands smacked. Yeah, he does. Eli he's would fit in me, great but, with John and I. But um, and we like eating at gas stations. Well, <laughs> so does he. So, um, uh, but what we do, um, and so that's why this festival is like tailored to him. He loves this stuff. But what we'll do is between the two of us, we'll buy like we'll say, okay, we're going to set a limit. We're going to do hundred dollars. We'll put it on the gift card. Every year it might go over a couple of bucks or something like that. But that's how we kind of we gauge it. We like take a little bit here and there or we'll do a walk around and then start. So you kind of just have to set the limit for yourself. You know, I do understand that is expensive, especially if you've just paid for a hundred dollar park ticket to get in. But twenty dollars to park. Yeah. But I, I think I do think that this is one of those events that, though I do think it is getting very expensive, is definitely yeah, worth it. Is investment. especially whenever you can go to like a food truck festival, and yeah. all these different trucks pull up that serve food that's almost the same price, but usually 
it's much heftier, but also very unique too. I um, also find I like the 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 format of the Swan Dolphin Food and Wine Festival better. I like the pay one price and just show your wristband mm-hmm. and get something. Yeah, that's cool. I do. I do like that format. My big problem with the Swan Dolphin Food and Wine Classic, as someone who doesn't drink, is that. I wouldn't mind it so much if I didn't have to pay extra for soft drinks. I could drink all the wine and beer I can guzzle for that price, but it doesn't include my soda. I don't drink either, but you have to pay for soda at the Food and Wine Festival also. I I agree with Pete on this. I think that why haven't they partnered with Coke and done something where people can have all the soda, the fountain drinks they want? I understand it's because the wineries are bringing in their bottles and they're trying to sell it, but it seems a little bit... Seems like you're being nickled and dimed. Yeah. After you paid all that money to get in, to have to pay for individual sodas. And yeah, I do have to pay for sodas at at, at uh, food and wine festival, but I'm not being charged, you know, a one time price that's supposed to include drinks, but yeah. it only includes it if it's alcoholic and not non alcoholic. Makes very little sense to me. That's a complaint I have with that, and for that reason, I won't do the food and wine classic. I still anymore. like the idea of getting the absolutely. Rest. I think. The Epcot format. should come up with that. Well, I don't understand did, why they don't. Don't they have like a little thing that you can snap off? Well, like, it's a gift card. No, no. He's no. talking about this other thing they There's did where another it was a thing card. I think it's like a, you get a little card, and it's like a necklace almost, and it has like – It has eight different options. Eight different options. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like $50. We, did that. we went to the um, farmer's, farmer's market. market. We went to the food and wine yeah. festival at the arm- farmer's market. But then you have to wear – like we had to wear this like eight and a half by <laughs> yeah. sheet of paper around <laughs> our neck. Was, so, what were the choices? Were they any place you wanted to go? Or no, it was like to... preset. That was that was the problem with it. I guess. Yeah, no, I just I, you know do a one, uh, uh, you know, do a, a pay one price and even if they just did it for the food, and if you wanted to buy alcohol, because I can understand the way they would say if you spent one hundred and twenty five dollars, that wouldn't include the alcohol. I'd still pay the extra money just to not have to, you know take out my credit card or my right. gift card and pay each time because that seems to me every year where the breakdown happens. Getting in line for the food isn't a problem. Getting in line to pay is the problem. That's right. where the, you know, because there are people who don't realize that at every booth they go to, they're going to have to pay so they don't get out their wallet or their card until they're done. I know a lot of people, too, use up, uh, save up their snack credits on their dining plan uh, to use going around Food and Wine Festival. That's always a you know, an option too, but, um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see how this year unfolds. Uh, I know that when you guys did the preview, it was kind of mixed reviews mm-hmm. on the food. Oh, there were some things that, again, I was just thinking back to what they were and they were some things that were so good. It was the best of times. It was the exactly. worst of times. There was very little that was in the middle. Yeah. It was either really, really good. And I, in, in my recollection, there was more good than bad. I agree. Do you guys agree? You were there. It's uh, been a yeah, while. No, no, no. I wasn't as I blown away. That's the problem with these events being so far apart from the actual right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, and I agree with you. Like, I, I don't remember. I, I remember being more impressed with the Flower and Garden yes. preview than this preview. So I, I just too. think that was their – I just I think whoever organized yeah. it was their fault, though. I think we said that there was only, like, a couple – maybe three things that were almost inedible – at the food and wine preview, but there was a lot of stuff that was just just good. I remember those Greek nachos being really horrendous, and I, I didn't mind them as much. The vegetarian. I would never pay for them again. 
I want to go back to what Steve was talking about. They have it again this year. It's called the Tasting Sampler, a voucher for eight food and beverage items at the Global Marketplace. Um, plus, you get a limited edition trading pin for fifty nine dollars. Hmm. Is the Global Marketplace World Showcase? No, Global Marketplace is. Uh, Isn't that that gift shop like right, kind of like right in front of the World well, Showcase? I think so. Yeah. If there's eight choices of food, eight food and beverage items at the global marketplace locations. So I think what oh. happens is each place will have a designation if it's part of the global marketplace. Oh, it's yeah, it's the, it's the food and wine stores. Oh, okay. That are kiosks that are set up all around World Showcase. Right. So uh, purchase at the Festival Center, Bridge Kiosk West, all these places where you can actually go and buy. Do it. those places have food? I don't no, remember. no. This is where you can get the. You things. can buy the thing, the the vouchers or the. I misunderstood. The, we'll I'm read sorry. this on the way home and study it. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's gonna I think gonna wrap us up for this show. Really looking forward to Food and Wine Festival, and of course, we'll be having coverage on our uh, uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. If you want to follow along tomorrow, and uh, that'll do it. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.